Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Let's go, Mets. Yeah, we got to find that. <laughs> this just made me think of that. So, if you can't get to me on the phone line... At Keith McPherson on Twitter, Happy Halloween! And uh, <laughs> during the break, I'm reading tweets. And uh, Joseph, let me zoom in so I can read the last name. Joseph Paulillo. Joseph Paulillo says, Keith, for Halloween, can you play the George Santos soundbite? Let's go Mets! It's freaky and hilarious. I just said. <laughs> so when I heard that, I said, Let's go Mets! And I think for me, we should have that in the system somewhere. I don't know. Might might, might be gone. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Actually, don't call because I have a guess. Coming up at eight twenty. Let's see if I can take these next three calls here. James is in North Arlington on the fan. What's up, James? Psst, James. All right, James. Let's go Mads. <laughs> yeah, play that again. <laughs> Let's go, Mets! <laughs> Sorry, I can't hit the cough button. <laughs> that was the kiss of death for the Mets this year. When that guy put the Mets jersey on, and he said, uh, let's get a traditional cheer for the start of our 2023 Mets season. Let's go, Mets! I'm like, nobody says it like that. <laughs> on top of... The World Baseball Classic on top of <laughs> on top of uh Carlos Correa being a Met for two and a half, three weeks. George Santos coming out with the LGM like that. I never heard anyone do the LGM like that. I'm like, oh, they're not winning a damn thing this year. <laughs> then they didn't win a single series in June. Baseball sucked this year. I'm ready for it to be over. World Series is on, folks, if you guys are uh looking to watch some baseball. I'm not watching. I'm watching the Knicks. I think it's more important for us here to be watching uh, a New York team. And our New York teams have been eliminated from postseason contention for so long. It's about to be November. They've been eliminated. I mean, the, the Mets pretty much eliminated themselves in June. In my opinion, the Yankees eliminated themselves in July. So, whatever. Back to the football until our football teams are eliminated. Let's go to Mike and Meridian on the fan. Hello, Mike. Hey, thanks, Keith. 
longtime Jet fan, uh, aggravated with Joe Douglas today. I don't know if you heard his press conference or not. Yeah, I heard some clips on Twitter really just talking about the signing of the old lineman and Aaron Rodgers potentially coming back. And, like, I mean, the, the trade deadline came and went. And uh, you you could have sent Dalvin Cook somewhere. You could have sent Carl Lawson somewhere. I guess we count the McCole Hardman move from a week ago, but they I don't think they did anything to improve their chances here of making the playoffs. No. And what we got was that Robert keeps the guys together and that this coach is good, that coach is good, and nobody's talking about how they can not run the ball. They have one of the best backs in the league. Can't block. And every time they hand him the ball, he's three yards in the backfield, and once in a while, he breaks one. Yeah, Zach Wilson was your leading rusher. They can't block up front. They can't open up the holes, and – they also have a coach in Nathaniel Hackett that is still running his offense as if he's got Aaron Rodgers. You like yeah. you, you do not need Zach Wilson to be throwing that ball thirty times, thirty six times. I think he threw the ball like that's risky business. Third and one, and they're in a shotgun <laughs> in the rain, like in the oh, in the, in the pouring rain right and wind. Yeah, uh, you know it's it's really pathetic. Time after time, and they love Hackett, and I'm thinking. What are they seeing? What am I missing? Uh, and at some point, whether you're playing center, guard, or tackle, you got to fire out and hit the guy in the chest and knock him back. And no matter who they're playing, that they never control the line of scrimmage. Right. They don't set the tone up front. It's like, I don't think they feel they can. I mean, defensively they can. Their defensive line can. But offensively, you need some road graders. You need some guys that are like, I don't know. You have Makai Becton, like, Instead of uh, asking him to pass protect and stop Kayvon Thibodeau, like have him push a guy and bully a guy um, into the ground, pancake a guy, push a guy five yards downfield, run Brees Hall right behind him. Yeah, and, you know, I'm always down on Dwayne Brown, but he's a 38-year-old veteran, and that's what they're looking forward to coming back. But at some point, it's got to be, you know, man-to-man. Somebody's got to knock somebody back on this team. Uh, I don't even know if Bam Knight is even on the team. No, Michael he, Carter can never gain a yard on this team. Dalvin Cook has been ineffective. Yeah, they, they can't run the ball. And that's that, that makes them more reliant on Zach Wilson, who is not really an NFL quarterback. Yeah, and you're honest about him. He, he just can't deliver. I watch how Tua makes it look so easy. A lot of Throwing NFL quarterbacks. Rainbows. There's, I mean, C.J. Stroud is a rookie in this league. C.J. Stroud just came out of Ohio State, and he makes some great reads, some great throws. It's not that hard for the guy. Uh, yeah, he throws the ball before the guy's there. Like, Zach is waiting for the guy to be open. Like, yeah. you know, it doesn't work that way. You have to get rid of it, anticipate, and he can't. Yeah, pre-snap read, you got to know where you're going with the ball. One, two, three, get rid yeah. of the ball. Not one, two, three, hold the ball, then scramble, then take a sack or throw the ball away or – you know, try to force a win- it into a window late when it's not there, and then a guy drops the pass. No, you're right. You're right on. Thanks for the call, Mike. Uh, I mean, a couple things. The quarterback play in the NFL has been suspect all year. Like, you just watched Jimmy Garoppolo, and the Bears had Justin Fields. Now they're down to Tyson Bajan. Shout out to the Shepherd University legend. But, like, what are we doing here? You know, you heard me talk about Jaron Hall from BYU who's going to start for the Vikings. 
This year, <clears throat> maybe I'll ask Mike Sando about this coming up in about 10 minutes. This year, we might see the most different starting quarterbacks in the NFL ever. I feel like we're already there or on pace to uh, see more starting quarterbacks. Like, think about it. Like, just, all right, the Giants. The Giants have had three different quarterbacks. The Jets have had two. <clears throat> Let's stay in, in their division, right? Uh, the Dallas Cowboys haven't had to go to Cooper Rush yet. Jalen Hurts has been healthy. The Commanders have just played Sam Howe. Uh, in the AFC East, you, you've seen Mike White in there. Mike White has taken some snaps, you know, obviously Tua. For the Buffalo Bills, I think it's pretty much just been Josh Allen. I can't think of who their backup is. I mean, for the Patriots, they've rolled out Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi. I think they were flirting with the idea of having Malik Cunningham take some snaps. And uh, I'm blanking on the kid that they got from Dallas. From West Virginia, Will Greer. I didn't even have to Google it. Came back to me. Sports brain. Uh, they, you know, they've got a bunch of different guys. So I think this year in the NFL, we're going to see the most combination of different quarterbacks under center in the league. You know, the the Cardinals trade away Josh Dobbs, and now we're about to see Clayton Toon play for them. And some point in the season, we'll probably see Kyler Murray again. Uh, Sam Darnold and uh, Brock Purdy. I'm thinking of some other ones. Um, just with the Raiders. The Raiders have put out Jimmy Garoppolo, Aiden O'Connell, and Brian Hoyer. Yeah, there's there's been a lot of guys. I feel bad, Paul. You keep stacking up the calls, and we got a guest coming up. Hopefully the callers will wait for me to talk to my guests. I'm going to take another call, then we're going to break, and then we're going to go get the guests. Let's see. Well, since I tried to bring James in before, we'll try to bring James back in now. James in North Arlington. What's up, James? You're on the fan. Thank you very much. Well, I like that. Everybody was laughing. I just want to ask you, uh, what did you dress your son up for Halloween today? Did you put a little costume on him? Okay, so he was a duck today. Uh, my my wife found it. It was like a duck mascot. It was like this fluffy duck outfit. That's very cute. Yeah, it was cool. And he actually won the costume contest at the library two days ago, he went as Jack Skellington. We got him the whole black and white costume, um, and he actually won. Just, you know, cute baby, best costume. And I think my wife is going to the library to redeem the prize tomorrow morning. I'm like, look, we got a winner in the family. Oh, that is so cute. Uh, oh, there was 13 uh, backups uh, this past uh, Sunday, I guess Monday, that started in the NFL. And I was talked about a lot today. 13 backups played on Sunday, and that's, like, incredible. And you're right. It looks like they're going to set the record. But I just want to go back real quick about that last call that I was talking about, coaching. Now, we all know that uh, in football, there's no doubt over the long haul, I, and I guess if you look at it from a practice standpoint, and you go up to game day prior to the game. But if you look at just during the course of the game, Hockey is probably very underrated in a sense where I, I, I think you, you would probably agree that in football, we basically know who's playing during the course of the game. I mean, we have subs, but it's pretty much defined who's going to be coming on and off the field. Mm -hmm. But in hockey, with the line changes, it, it's a very underrated how much the coach has to do during the course of the game with his 18 players sure. that, that he has on the bench. Playing the matchups when you're down, play power game. plays. It, it's Yeah, you're right. I'm like, I'm, yeah. I'm envisioning and, and, and it right now. 
talked about. Uh, I mean, again, we all know a lot more about basketball, but there really aren't that many changes in basketball because we all know that basically uh, on a roster, you have the five starters and maybe three subs. And, and obviously uh, the coach basically knows for the most part when he's going to sub. Uh, if there's an injury, that's where maybe he has to get more creative. But I think hockey is very underrated. And also in hockey, the coach, you have to admit, because we know even last week, uh, when he called his player soft, I think in hockey, of all the sports still, it's the only sport where the coach is really willing to call the players out because it seems like in baseball, they rationalize everything and never call a player out. We all know they're multimillionaires. In football, all they ever say is that, well, you know, you talk about it a lot. I don't even want to go there. Uh, uh, and then uh, uh, in basketball, they're, they're afraid. Uh, but in, yeah. in hockey, our coach is still not afraid. We, we saw Lindy Ruff had the uh, the Devils in their practice. Um, uh, I don't think they're called suicides in, in hockey, but uh, you know, I don't even know if they call them in basketball anymore when you run line to line. I think they might have just got, had them doing lines like back and forth. Uh, and they came back and won two in a row. So after that very, uh, uh, I don't know what you want to call it. It was discipline. It was like, hey. Did, well, I like that word, discipline. But whatever he did after that game, the next two games, the team played a lot better, but they're still not up to par. But in, in hockey, coaches are not afraid to name players and call them out. Where in the other sports, it seems like the coach never has anything to say negative. Uh, we talked about last year with Dable where, where he yelled at the quarterback. But this year, he seems like to have lost all his courage to say anything about his players. You want to just talk yeah, a little bit yeah, about that? because he got a, a lot of backlash. Thanks for the call, James. Yeah, I mean, and also in the NBA, these guys are divas. They're millionaires. They're superstars. How dare a coach reprimand me or tell me what to do? I'm John Morant. Um, in the NFL, it's similar. Get out of my face, coach. You know, I'm Devontae Adams. This team sucks. I don't know what to say in the media because I don't want to get fined and I don't want to get blown up, but our offense sucks, our coach sucks. In hockey, it's not like that. In baseball, I think baseball, like, we hear about, like, oh, he went into the manager's office. And then, I mean, in baseball, you see guys get pulled. You don't see that happen for the Yankees. But you do see guys get pulled if they don't hustle, if they showboat too much, they make a stupid error. But, yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting dynamic in professional sports when we're talking about who has the most power and impact as far as managers and head coaches go. Maybe we'll keep that running uh, through the night. Maybe you can call me up with some examples or uh, maybe you disagree. Uh, James says it's hockey, and uh, I'm blanking on the caller. Was it Pete who said at his job they said it was football? Um, might even be basketball. I mean, in football, head coach can lose you a game. We got a break. Mike Sando is coming up. We're going to talk some NFL with Mike. His book just came out last week, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the state of the NFL. There's a few questions I want to ask him. He writes for The Athletic covering the NFL We'll get him, and we'll come right back to it. If you're on hold, stay on hold. If you want to join the queue, 877-337-6666. Keith McPherson on the fan. KM to AM returns right Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Right after this. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. And he takes the snap. Back to throw. Under pressure. Avoids the rush. And he's going to fight out of it. Still fights out of it. Now throws it deep downfield. Wide open Tyree. Who makes the catch. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Okay, joining me right now on The Fan is Mike Sando, senior writer covering the NFL for The Athletic. Last week, his book came out. I wanted to have him on last week, but we had some miscommunication. It's all good. I've brought him back this week. The Football 100 is out in stores, so we'll start there. But welcome in, Mike. Mike, how are you doing tonight? Hey, it's good. You're very charitable. It was I botched it last week, just so everybody knows. So I was the <laughs> responsible party, but we're back, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy that you had me on. Yeah, of course. So I was reading up on your book, and shout out to Sammy for uh, reaching out to you again. I, you know, I happen to have a five-hour show. I was like, let's see if we can run that back. I mean, it's football season. Uh, I'm not really into that much of the baseball going on. We have to talk about it. The basketball is what it is. It's just getting started. Uh, yeah. But, you know, your book, The Football 100, with the uh, top 100 players putting together this list, can you tell us a little bit about what you and Dan Pompey did um, the idea you had, yeah, and uh, yeah, we'll talk through that for a little bit. Just so everybody knows, Tom Brady is at the top, but it wasn't that way when we started. We started this project two, three years ago, and it really was first. It was a uh, concept at the Athletic and the Athletic app at theathletic.com, where uh, a panel of us—it was me, Dan Pompey, Ed Bouchette, who covered the NFL for forty years, mostly the Steelers. A few others kind of voted on this list, and we wrote stories in The Athletic about each one, kind of unveiled it. Then, you know, time went by, and they approached us at The Athletic said, hey, and HarperCollins, do you want to adapt this for a book? Well, of course we did. But Dan Pompey and I kind of went back and tweaked the list a little bit more to our liking, made some updates. There were some things that changed. We 
decided to account for Patrick Mahomes on it. He'd won another Super Bowl and maybe been to another one. We felt like, okay, you know, he probably needs to be on there, but what do you do with somebody whose career is in progress and he's still relatively early in it? So, you know, there was some tweaking like that. And, uh, and Tom Brady, I mentioned him. He moved from two to one in the interim because he picked up another Super Bowl with Tampa and that was kind of helpful to go, you know, away from Belichick. There was always a little bit of a debate. How much was Belichick? How much was Brady? Uh, and for him to go to Tampa that first year and win it all with a team that hadn't done anything for a long time, that sort of Dan Pompeo and I kind of looked at each other, all right, let's, let's move Brady into the top spot. So we feel like there's probably 150 people you could have in the top 100. Mm-hmm. Uh, felt bad about leaving some off. We think there's certainly a lot of deserving ones, but if there's, 50 that had to be in it we think they're all there yeah i mean the nfl network does the top 100 players every year for current active players in your list there are five active players let's see uh aaron yeah i think so aaron Rodgers, aaron donald julio jones patrick mahomes and i think or maybe maybe there's four uh who, yeah you said julio uh i should know this off the top of my head no uh, i mean it's tough do we leave somebody off uh and J.J. Watt is out. He just retired. Yeah, J.J. Um, Watt retired. That's right. So J.J. Watt was, when we, we were conceding this, he was... Uh, he was active. He was so, active. Yeah, so you he know, went from think, five to four. Yeah. And I think one that, you know, if I was just... If I had to do the whole list over right now, I'd pro- I might find a spot for Travis Kelsey, too. I just... I think his receiving production for that position, and granted the games have evolved, these tight ends are you know much more receivers than they used to be, but man, his receiving numbers hold up with wide receiver numbers. Yeah. And, you know, somebody as great as Tony Gonzalez was, his don't hold up as well against wide receivers. Again, game's changed, but still, I think you can make a great case for him being an active player on there. Sure. And, I mean, just looking at the list in front of me, you've got Tony Gonzalez at 81, Kellen Winslow at 82, Rob Gronkowski at 47, and Rob Gronkowski recently had an interview where he was kind of given the nod to Travis Kelsey saying, uh, you know, that guy, uh, when he was coming up, I was a little worried about him. And now, he's, if he keeps going, yeah. you know, he might actually be the GOAT tight end. He might be the, the, the greatest of all time at the position. If he wins another Super Bowl, uh, if he stays healthy this year, maybe. May oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Gronkowski's a different type of tight end because he was such a physical blocker. I think if I had to have one guy for uh, one season, you know, or just – uh, a, a, a whole playoffs. I mean, shoot, you, it might be Gronkowski, just depending on what type of offense you were running. I think Gronkowski could really, uh, really do it all where, you know, maybe Kelsey's a, a little bit better of just a pure receiver. Yeah. And in, in his prime, I mean, I still think Gronk is the best. Yeah. I mean, even, I mean, even late when he joined uh, Brady, he still had it in him a little bit. So, Obviously, this is New York Radio's WFAN, mostly Jets and Giants fans listening. At number four is Lawrence Taylor. That's the highest-ranked Giants player. And then the highest-ranked Jets player at 21 only played four plays for the Jets, but that's Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Lawrence Taylor, you could make a case, uh, you know, I'd say shouldn't be any lower than he is, put it that way. We did Tom Brady, Jim Brown, Jerry Rice. I don't think anyone's, you know... You know, complaining too much about that, but Lawrence Taylor goes on ahead of Reggie White as a top defensive player. Uh, I think that's really fair. I think he was amazing. It's you know what's great about 
Lawrence Taylor, too. It's been a long time since he played relatively, kind of in the lives of uh, people today, you know, the younger people. But I feel like he's held up in the lore. You know, I think people don't fight that to have him that high. So as it should be, he was amazing. Yeah, and I mean, Aaron Rodgers, we're hoping Aaron Rodgers comes back this season, but uh, I don't think it's actually going to happen. I mean, if if he can actually bring the Jets to the playoffs, uh, if not this yeah. year, next year, then that just, you know, that raises him up even more. That that adds to his legend even more. He's not done. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, you know, fingers crossed on that. At his age with a major injury, uh, you know, you never know, but... I think he's good enough that you're willing to wait, right? Uh, think of the two situations. Kirk Cousins is injured with similar injury with Minnesota. They, they're not going to just wait for, you know, and have a spot for him necessarily. Aaron Rodgers, yes, you wait for him because the upside is so high. Yeah, Kirk is probably done in Minnesota. And let's, let's talk current football now that we're there, talking about Aaron Rodgers' injury, talking about Kirk Cousins' injury. I was just speaking on the amount of backup quarterbacks we've already seen, the amount of third-string quarterbacks we've already seen, I think they're going to set the record this year for different quarterbacks getting to start or enter the game in the NFL. Uh, they used to say if you if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. Now you need two quarterbacks or you're in trouble. What do you say to that, and what do you think about the NFL as far as uh, you know setting the record? I don't know the record, but we just had a caller, yeah. James in Arlington, say that 13 different backups played last week. I think they're on pace for it. You know what's amazing about it is uh, it's way easier to play the position now, just physically. You don't get pounded, right? Sure. I mean, the hits that Steve Young and Troy Aikman and those guys getting you know teed off on that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, absolutely. the The hardest hits now are not even hits compared to the way that they used to be, and that's one area aspect of the game that is easier, you know, now for the players. So you wouldn't think that uh, you'd be having cycling through. Uh, this many quarterbacks. I also think that, you know, we've seen over the last six, seven, eight years, we've seen about 10 guys go out of the league that were every week starters. You know, Phillip Rivers, Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, uh, you know, uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, you could just, there's four or five beyond that that I don't even have off the top of my head that were just guys who started 16, 17 games every year. Uh, you, you know, you loved some of them, you didn't like some of the other ones, but they were there. I think we're in a little bit more of a transition phase now. Uh, I did this. I did a column early in the year. The average age of week one starters this year was the youngest since 1957. So what that means is there's a lot of unestablished players, right? Maybe they haven't shown that they know how to protect themselves or be able to get their bodies right to play every week. Maybe they get benched, <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, those those are some reasons, too. I think we're we're kind of in between an era of, where 10 of the quarterbacks or 15 of them are just the same every year. Now you take away maybe even a Kirk Cousins. I mean, there's not that many guys left that you can just pencil in, especially if a Russell Wilson goes by the wayside. Uh, you know, we haven't seen Deshaun Watson reestablish himself, right? So there's a lot of, there's a lot of change. Keith McPherson on the fan. We're joined by Mike Sando from The Athletic, NFL writer. His book is out right now, The Football 100 with the Best 100 Football Players in NFL History. So, you know, talking about the different quarterbacks and the shuffling of quarterbacks, I was just speaking to a friend about how right now we are in an era, but it, we're in a between era until the next era of quarterbacks come. Because quarterback play has been down, in my opinion. Offensive, offensive production has been down, in my opinion. You know, we were just watching Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, yeah. Drew Brees, Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, 
Aaron Rodgers for years. We were watching the same quarterbacks on the same team for a decade plus. Now you don't see that. Now you see trades. Now you see different guys getting drafted, and there's supposed to be a good quarterback class coming in next year. And I don't know what I don't know what to attribute it to. Um, the officiating yeah. changing, the uh, just you know the the influx of fantasy football and gambling, and yeah. you know wanting points and everybody wanting to be able to throw the ball around and put up points. What, what do you think about that, Mike? Yeah, well, I think there was a explosion of offense, you know, two, three, four years ago. And my interpretation of that was, yes, there were, you know, a lot of longtime veteran quarterbacks. But I also think that, you know, defenses were still kind of having the mentality of, hey, no matter what, our top priority is to stop the run on first and second down. That, that's that been like an adage in football for 100 years, right? Mm-hmm. And I think there was a period like two, three, four years ago where uh, the offenses took advantage of that. It was kind of like, uh, you know, hey, oh, you guys are going to want to stop the run? Well, guess what? We're just going to pass on early downs. And I think these teams were really racking up the points by taking advantage of that. And what's happened since then is I think defenses have gotten a little wiser and said, okay, you know, we're going to play the pass primarily here. And at the same time, then the answer to that by the offenses has been to emphasize the pass even more. Yep. It, the shotgun percentage has gone up another 5% or so in, in the last year or two. And so it's a, you know, it's a, it's a give and take sort of thing. So then you, you just take away all of those quarterbacks we're talking about, right? And it feels like the defenses have a little bit of the upper hand again. Yeah, so much has changed. I mean, when I was growing up, the running back was everything. I, I was a Cowboys fan yeah. partly because Emmitt Smith. You could count on Emmitt Smith rushing for 100 yards and a couple touchdowns every single game, the all-time leading rusher. Now these guys are fighting for their money. They're not getting, getting paid. They're getting franchise tagged. The the game has evolved a lot. And, uh, you know, here in New York, we, we talk a ton about Zach Wilson and Daniel Jones. And uh, there's actually a drop right now that – is playing on WFAN where Gio says the best quarterback we've seen in New York in the last seven years is Mike White. I just think it's it's crazy, <laughs> but it's it's true. To find a franchise guy that's going to stay there right now, it is hard to do. The game is evolving, and I hate when people try to point to, you know, oh, uh, Zach Wilson can get it done, Trent Dilfer did it, or Rex Grossman went to a Super Bowl, or try and point to yeah. these quarterbacks that did it back then. I'm like, the game is completely different now. If you don't have a Patrick Mahomes or a Jalen Hurts who just met in the Super Bowl, your chances are, are very slim to actually get to the top of the mountain. Yeah, I think you can still be a playoff team and be really good if you have a great defense. Having an all-time great defense will keep you in the games. But you're right, I think at the end when you get into the playoffs and get further in the playoffs, you know, you're know you going to come against some quarterback, a Patrick Mahomes, who's going to solve your defense and force you to score some points. So it was hard to do that even back then. You know, uh, you talk about, yeah, the, the 2000 Ravens. I mean, uh, it was a different era, but that that's it, was, it wasn't like they stacked three Super Bowls together. They, they did it in a one-off. And I think there's still possibly some year, you know, an avenue to break through for a team that was primarily defensive, but it's just not – going to be enough um, on its own, you know, 90% of the time. You need a guy. Even if we, we go back, uh, Joe Burrow and Matthew Stafford, the, the Rams specifically went to get Stafford in a trade. The Bengals drafted Burrow number one. You you need that guy. If you plan on winning a Super Bowl, you need that guy, like you said, to solve your, that defense, to make those plays on third down, to make the throws, or to run for a first down. And uh, this this game is so geared around protecting the quarterbacks. 
Another thing I want to talk to you about is the officiating. You know, I, I watched the game. I mean, I played quarterback, right? And, of course, I wanted to be protected playing quarterback in high school and college. But, you know, I played, in, I played in the early 2000s. It was just a rougher game. You had to be tough even as a quarterback. The coaches wanted you to prove that you were tough. In the NFL now, you can't touch these guys. And I, it's, it's, it's not standard, right? So, for example, I keep talking about how Christian Wilkins on Sunday Night Football had a little two-hand touch push of Jalen Hurts after a screen was snuffed out by the Dolphins' defense, and they call roughing the passer, and I almost lost it. I'm like, that's not even a drop back. That's a screen. And the guy, yeah. what do you expect him to do? He can't just, what is he supposed to, dive into the grass and not touch the guy? To stop his own forward motion, he pushed him a little bit. So what? But then at the same time, I'm watching my guy Kenny Pickett, who went to my high school, who did say he's going to play Thursday, folks. He said he's for sure playing. I'm watching uh -huh. him get pile-driven into the turf, against the Jaguars over the no weekend, call. and no no pass interference call. Or no roughing the passer or no, call. Yeah, yeah, no roughing yeah. the passer call. Yeah, I know. Well, the inconsistency officiating is a tale as old as time. I mean, you can go back to, I've done this before. I, you know, you can read, at the time, like newspaper stories from the 70s, officiating crisis, it's never been worse. And then the 80s, the same thing. The 90s, the same thing. The 2000s, the same thing. The replacement thing. refs. Yeah. Everyone always thinks officiating's never been worse, but the the reality is, is there's always been an inconsistent component to it. You've got different crews, uh, you know, seeing things different ways in real time, real fast, and yeah, you're going to get a a range of different interpretations. Just like with the players, you get a range of different performances, right? From week to week, it looks totally different. Again, this is Mike Sando with me from the Athletic and NFL Football Mind. I'm glad he's able to join us this week because I like talking football with guys that I think know football. So the last thing, you know, the NFL this year, their whole tagline is, you know, you can't make this stuff up, all based off of Arian Foster going on a podcast saying, oh, yeah, the NFL is scripted. They give us the script. You know, we knew who was going to lose and if we were going to lose and who was going to score the win. <laughs> Obviously, Aaron Foster is on uh, ayahuasca like Aaron Rodgers. You can't make this stuff up. But, man, like this year, I feel like, like I'm done betting. I, I deleted the app. I'm taking this week off. You can't call it. I can't hit parlays. Teams oh, that you man. think are going to just definitely win. It doesn't happen, and I think that's good for the sport. There's definitely parity. I think that the viewership is up. Every week I'm seeing, oh, this was the most watched game, or this game, the 49ers-Bengals game was the most watched game. The Jets, people are watching the Jets more than ever. <laughs> These Jets games are the most watched games. Uh, what do you think about the state of the NFL as far as fans watching and the parity yeah. of the game itself? Yeah, there's no, there's nothing like it. I mean, it is the king of sports. And it's funny, you know, just when you think you've got it figured out, the 49ers lose three in a row, right? So I'll give you an example. I do a podcast every week with Randy Mueller, former GM, football GM podcast at The Athletic. And uh, two weeks ago, you know, we, we'd hit our picks against the spread. We were riding high. So I doubled down this last week. I picked four games against the spread. I missed them all. I mean, every <laughs> single one of them. Like, he has 0 for 4. Against the spread. And it's like, like, how? How did this happen? Going into the week, I thought I had it. I thought I had it, you know, and so it's just, you don't have it. <laughs> Injuries, and somebody just has a great game, and there's always someone that you don't expect who goes off for two touchdowns, or someone on the defense wreaks havoc, and you, you can't make it up. It's not scripted. It's any given Sunday. It truly is an any given Sunday league. Yeah, it is. It's fun. Keeps us coming back. Hey, make sure you guys look up the Football 100, Mike Sando's book with the top 100 football players in NFL history. Mike, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thanks. It was my pleasure.
877-337-6666. Let's get back to the show. Call me up. Uh, we'll reset a little bit when we come back from break. Obviously, you know we're talking football. Jets, Giants, Daniel Jones is coming back. Zach Wilson is Zach Wilson. And the trade deadline passed today. Um, the Giants season is over. But the Jets season is alive. It just doesn't seem like they're trying to add to it. In my opinion, I think they're just like, eh, if we make it, we make it. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Well, in the end, it's the Knicks at land Carmelo Anthony from Denver. And Amari Stoudemire happy that he's on hand. Stoudemire addressing the media today says the team will be hard to guard now. Likes the idea of having that one-two punch. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Got the club going up on a Tuesday. Happy Halloween, everybody. KM to AM on the fan. couple minutes before the next break here. We're talking sports, passing the time. Wishing that the Yankees or Mets were in the World Series. They're not. Hot Stove will be on in a month. I mean, when my show ends and C-Mac comes on, it's officially November 1st. Time is smoking by. It's burning. I think it's just because I'm getting older. Talking to one of my boys about it. I'm like, I feel like as I get older, time moves faster. Is that happening to you? I, I, he wasn't really feeling me on that. But I'm like, I don't know. I just feel like when I was young, I felt like I had all of this time. I felt like time moves slow, right? When you're, when you're a kid, you can't wait to grow up. You can't wait to be 18. You can't wait to be 21. You can't wait to have a full-time job, make some money, be married, have a kid. And now I'm just like, I, I go to sleep, I wake up, and it's boom, 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 every day. <laughs> it's Halloween already. Tomorrow, they're about to start playing Mariah Carey. You know what I'm talking about. I don't want a lot for Christmas. Worst Christmas song ever created. They're about to start it up. You're already hearing the advertisements for Christmas stuff. And next thing you know, it's Thanksgiving and Black Friday, and then uh, have a holly jolly Christmas. That's one of the best Christmas songs of all time. So we're right there, folks. Another year in the books. It's almost 2024. Scary. Scary. Time is uh, flying by. Scary hours. Halloween night. Let's see if I can take a couple calls before we go to the next break. Richie is up in Queens. What's up, Richie? You're back on the fan. Hey, Keith. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, we do as we get older, and I'm twice your age. I'm 76, and I always say, uh, as we get older, it seems like time flies. But then I'm talking to the younger kids, too, and they kind of feel that way, too. With everything going on, it's just such a quick society now, a quick life as far as the attention spans. Yes, and attention spans have gotten so everything, you know, we we consume so much in our phones and our MacBooks and our iPads and TVs. We're just always on to the next thing, and that burns time up, too. I, I, I'm looking forward to the holidays so I can, like, disconnect and slow things down. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of sports going on, and I know we always talk about your movie career. I don't know since I spoke to you last, <laughs> as far as if you've seen any movies. I, I haven't. Um, uh... you, you know what you got to do? This is what you got to do. When it's Christmas, pick a couple of Christmas movies. There's a, obviously, Miracle on 34th Street is a classic. And A Christmas Carol from 1951 with Alistair Sim. And The Bishop's Wife with Cary Grant. Like, there's three of those movies, and I know they go back way before you, but they are such a sign of the times, and they really are so part of the holidays. And so, and you, and I, you I would love to catch them, but 
There's going to be a college football bowl game on. I'm sure there will <laughs> you know, be. A random There's Nets only... game on. I'm going to watch instead. It'll be on ABC yeah, Family, be... and I'll I'll skip right through it and go to uh, League Pass and watch the Knicks. Okay, now real quick. Um, it's funny because I was at the game last week when they won two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I met all the boys there: Sean Marash and Evan and Roberts. And I go back a long way with Evan. We were throwing the football a little bit at Reds before the game. Right. Uh, I met Moose. You know, I never met Moose. I've been talking to him for Moose is a, I love years. Moose. Moose is a guy. Yeah, it was just a great, great time. But uh, that was obviously a plus. Losing last week, look, I go back 55 years, Keith, and I'm sure a lot of people felt this way. It was an atrocious game. How it ended, I, I'm in Pennsylvania now, so I was kind of behind. And when Thibodeau got the sack, I kind of turned it off, and I called my brother. I said, hey, we finally got a win. <laughs> Maybe DJ comes back this week. Maybe we get Thomas back. And he says, no, no, I ain't over yet. And, two, I mean, everything had to go right for the Jets and obviously wrong for the Giants to win that game. You know, the Thibodeau offside, you know, the time that was lost there, stopping the clock and downing it and not having the ref down it. You can look at it, look at it. But you know what? Winners find ways to win. Losers find ways to lose. And, um, you know, and, and it, it, the good thing about Daniel Jones coming back, my feeling was, wow, I, it would have been so much better if they were three and five. Right. Where there was still that hope where, hey, he's back and maybe things will turn around. But Beat the Raiders, like go a, face Dallas, like and you never know how yeah. the Dallas Cowboys are going to show up or not show up. But now it's just like there's there's a big part of the Giants fan base. It's like don't win another game. There's What's the point? What's yeah, the that's what it comes down to. Hey, real quick with your team, with your basketball team, and you know basketball a lot more than me. Are they going to let this kid stay in the lineup? Cam, Cam Thomas? Thomas, yes, he has I mean, to. Good. And, I mean, he can't be that bad defensive, defensively, is he, Keith? But, no, the thing yeah, is, it's just like seniority. Jacques Vaughn being a former NBA player, I think he leans heavily into veterans and guys that have done it before and, like, young guys having to earn it. But they've suffered some injuries early on. Um, half the team is hurt. And uh, Jacques Vaughn has had no choice but to play Cam Thomas because the kid scores 30 points a game. So the first night, he set the record for most points off the bench in an opener with 36. Then you had to play him because you had a couple injuries. Now, Spencer Dinwiddie's hurt. Dennis Smith Jr.'s hurt. Nick Claxton, Cam Johnson. Um, You you, you have to play play Cam Thomas 35 minutes a night and leave him in a starting lineup. So what happens when they will come back? He's got to be a sixth man, no? No, he's got to be a part of this team. They can sit. They can. Dinwiddie was a six man when they they traded him or they traded for him out of Dallas last year. Dinwiddie can go right back to that role. I've had enough of Dinwiddie. Honestly, he can play a secondary role. Cam Thomas okay. is a walking basket. He's a bucket. Yeah, he really is. And as far as the Jets, real quick, you know, Sal was screaming today, and he has a point with 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 uh, BT about. They keep waiting, waiting, waiting. When you look at five touchdowns and five interceptions and a 36 rating, I don't know. I mean, at the end of the game, they seem to let them go a little bit. Maybe, maybe look, I said from the go, their receivers are below par. You know, obviously Wilson's tremendous, but Cobb and Lazard have seen their days. I was hoping they'd get a receiver, but I don't know what to expect with him. I don't They've know. Settled. He they, still they, hasn't done he, anything He's their yet. own. They drafted him number two overall. They know what he is. They know what he isn't. They know what he lacks. They barely know what he can do. They've, they've settled. They've, de- they've defaulted into this. They decided to make him QB2. The kids should have been QB3. They should have signed another guy to back up Rodgers. Do you think he just... can be Do you think he'd be good? Zach Wilson? No, not in New York. I, I don't think he can do it in New York. He's always terrible 
in bad weather. Um, and I just think it's it's just this isn't the place for him. But I think that this year they have just settled. They they know what he is. They know what he isn't. Um, they're not trying to get another guy. They're they're going to ride this thing out with Zach Wilson. If they make the playoffs, they make the playoffs. If they don't, then they're all in for next year with Aaron Rodgers. And yeah, then they I still want you to believe that Aaron Rodgers is going to come back week 17. So that's out there, yeah. too. And this baseball has turned out to be pretty one-sided, and the ratings are horrible as it is, but I was hoping to see a good series. But uh, The first game was good, good and uh, I mean, at this point yeah. I just think that the Rangers, they're, they're about to go up 3-1 most likely tonight. Yeah. Exactly. And then they'll go without back Gar- home. And, without and Garcia. Without Garcia, that's fine. They, he powered yeah. them there in the uh, championship series. They needed him to beat the Astros, and they'll handle the rest, and he'll have a World Series ring. I'm happy for them. Thanks for the call, Richie. Right. 877-337-6666 is wide open. It's about to be 9 o'clock. This is a five-hour program. We're not even halfway through. Let's take a break. We'll reset a little bit. And we'll come back and talk sports and take calls and pass the rest of this Halloween Tuesday night. Keith McPherson on the fan. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.